bet you, I bet you, you know not want none. Good day. It's the best day of the week. Great day to be alive. Great day to get better. I'm KL Frierson, and today I have with me Dreadlock Rasta, um, comedian extraordinaire. He on his way, y'all. Uh, former wrestler. <laughs> I don't know that to be true. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Von Michael. <laughs> What's up, man? I know you weren't expecting none of that. Yeah. Mark Henry? Nah, um, so when I saw your name, Von Michael, the first thing I thought was Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> yeah, that should, that should be a part of the, the intro for one of your shows, <laughs> for one of your shows. I was a fan What's, of Shawn Michael. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on with you, man? Oh, uh, man, hey, I'm great, man. Just enjoying this quarantine, trying to make the best of it, and um, living life. What about you? I'm doing well, man. Um, I'm hating this quarantine. This this quarantine is has made me spend too much time with myself, and I don't like me as much as I thought I did. So uh, I'm trying to figure this thing out, man. How you been coping during the quarantine? Um, a lot of self therapy, man. A lot of self therapy. A lot of um working out. Uh, I started working out. Um, I, I used to never work out. Well, let me not lie. I, growing up, I had grew up with one of like them sports dads. Like my dad played okay. football for Virginia Tech, so okay. he made us like work out all the time growing up. So like I got sick of it because like we didn't. It wasn't just regular workouts. It was like extreme mm-hmm. workouts. Like we talking about running five miles, then doing twenty wind sprints, doing three hundred pushups, then running another five miles, and that was all in the same day. So, like, it got to the point that like, uh, <laughs> I hated working out. Like, people used to ask me what I want to be when I grow up, and I was just, like, lazy. Like, I just wanted to like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> so. Well, I don't, I don't blame you. That don't sound normal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I spent most of my 20s, man, just living, like, living the life that I wanted to do in my teenage okay. years. And um, so, that, which made me get, I uh, end up getting diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, which most people think that's you know bad, but for me that was a success because I wanted to be lazy, and um, oh. you know this quarantine okay. it was like all right I, I need to get healthy because I'm working so hard with comedy you know I don't want to I seen people die from diabetes and stuff like that so it's like let me get on yeah. top of this and so I just started six days a week working out grinding changed to a vegan diet and just been consistent for the last six months. Okay, so is it type two diabetes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I reversed it now. I reversed it. Found out a couple weeks ago. I reversed it, so I'm good now. Okay. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you. That's huge. Yeah. Um, when my parents found out that they were type two, the nurse that came in with the information after the doctor, mm-hmm. she looked at me and she goes, "Oh wow, you're next." And I looked at her like, "Excuse me?" <laughs> like so, um because at the time I was uh, a lot heavier, like I wasn't working out being heavy. So she told me, you know, if you don't get things underway, you know, the same thing that's going on with your parents right now, you're next. So, you know, you got one or two options, live or die. And that kind of, kind of woke me up a little bit. So, but I, I still, till this day, I don't like the way she said it. And <laughs> if, I, if I can, no, I'm serious. It, it hurt my feelings. So if I catch her, it's on. <laughs> I ain't seen her sense, bro. Like, <laughs> I ain't seen her sense, but it, it definitely it definitely woke me up. Now, you said that you did a lot of self therapy. 
And I wasn't gonna let you slide past that because you've heard the show. We talk about mental health sometimes. Mm-hmm. How how have you been able to to take yourself through those self-reflecting, um, self-therapy things? Just being real with myself, man. Like I, I I've been going through a lot. Um, I, I I I am going to real therapy now. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, and but let me tell you about real therapy. I got it through the state, and the state therapy is is not like you know you a private therapist. You know, private right. therapist, you can see once a week when the state paying for it. You only can go once a month, so you forced to <sighs> do some self therapy if you want to get through right. this. Um, so, you know, for me, it's just sitting down by myself in my room and asking those tough questions, you know, to myself and being honest and stop looking, you know, to blame other people for things and just literally, um, processing everything that was, was troubling me and those traumas that, that I had, you know, that was going on, you know, cause like during this grind, you know, for comedy, like any grind that you do, especially in entertainment, it, it, it's rough and tough in the beginning, you know, a lot of homelessness, living in random places and stuff like yeah. that. And people don't talk about like that plays with your mental um, heavily, living like that type of lifestyle. So it's just kind of like dealing with that, dealing with a breakup. Cause I, I ain't started dating to my late twenties. So I had my first breakup at 28 and you know, I, yeah, so I, I'm processing now. I'm heartbroken. You know what I'm saying? Damn. How old are you now? I'm 29. Like, I just. Okay. Um, dealt with that. Okay. So you you fresh off the breakup. Right. Yeah. You ain't keyed a car up or anything like that? Flatten the tires? No, I mean, she ain't have a car, so. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, none of, that. none of that. But you know, that's why I wanted to go to the therapist because I was like, I seen other people, you know, you know, go through that type of stuff, and also um, working on the self esteem because a lot of times people who go to the key in the car and all that other type of stuff, there's a self esteem issue, right? And um, so once I realized there was something wrong, you know, self esteem wise, you know, I start focusing on so much about the breakup and her is more about me and how I can get through this and get over it. Okay. Okay. That's what's up, man. And like a lot of people don't, don't realize that it's, it's always a catalyst, but once you start going, you realize this is, it was more than just a relationship that it was issues with and everything. Like I, yeah. I had a good friend of mine. Yeah. I had a good friend of mine tell me, um, cause when, when me and my ex, we broke up, that was one of the reasons why I sought therapy myself um, because listening to Carl Thomas and Drake wasn't helping me out. Now. Um, like I'm, I'm for real. Like it got real bad. So um, my, my good friend, he sat me down and he told me the people around you, they love you. And because they love you, they're not going to necessarily hold a mirror up in front of you. He said me included because I don't know her and I don't care about her and how she's feeling. But I know you and I care about you. So I'm going to tell you what it is that I feel like I should tell you to make you feel better. He said, and with that being said, I know you already started therapy. Continue with therapy because we're not helping you. And I was like, damn. okay." so like and it it went from there to, you know, I started getting better, started coping, started getting better, started getting better. And then just kind of realizing that this dude is paid to hold the mirror up. That's all he's doing. And I was like, cool. And then I got a, a a little sister. I call well, I call her my little sister. We've been good friends for like fourteen years now. She's a therapist. Um, her her therapy with me is a little ratchet. 
she uh <laughs> she she definitely don't care about my feelings and a lot of times she's telling me to get the hell out of my own way so mm-hmm. which is which is a big issue i'm but, glad yeah, so. that um you realized the drake didn't work because i think that's a problem with a lot of people is um they don't realize like they look we look so much up to entertainers and stars but if like, right. i really once you start going through therapy and you start understanding things like self-esteem and confidence issues and fears and like when you start listening to music you start to realize majority of these entertainers got issues as well and you exactly to, to them thinking they got all the answers and like no wonder you jacked up because you listen to a bunch of insecure right. people i tell everybody man if you uh if you're contemplating ending at all definitely listen to adele because she'll take you there yeah <laughs> she, she'll, she'll definitely have you rolling in the deep for sure uh <laughs> so but nah, um, how's the comedy going, man? Um, comedy's in a good place right now. Um, well, okay. I, I said a lot of comedians are upset. You know, com- a lot of comedy clubs aren't open. Um, let me be okay. straightforward with that. I'm not on tour. I'm typically on tour every weekend. Um, however, um, what has increased are Zoom shows like we're on now. And okay. I've been loving it. Like, I just stay at home. I get paid about the same much as money. And I just log on, tell jokes, and go back and do what I do. Don't got to pay for travel or nothing. So um, half That's of my yeah, income right now is coming strictly from online, uh, which okay. is really dope. So comedy's good. Um, I released a comedy special back in March. And um, that was my first one ever. And that was like a big accomplishment. And um, that was that was really exciting, man, because just getting a body of work out is just kind of like one of them things you got to get done. But now... Is once you do it, you get one body workout. You're like, all right, what's next? Um, which is crazy because like you have these goals, right? And then as soon as you reach the goal, and you start to realize you like you thought that was the end all be. I was like, nah, you got to create new goals now. And right. Like, yeah. I just want to enjoy this, but it's like, nah, that's how you become complacent and, and comfortable. Like new goal time. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, all right, next body of work. Start you know writing and working on that type of stuff now. Um, so that's my quarantine is really just getting ready for 2021, building the structure of my next special. And then once 2021 comes and everything opens back up, go back on tour and record that and drop another one. OK, so like what, what's your process as far as like setting up your your comedy? Like, you know, who who's your influences and, you know, what's your writing style? Um, influences be like um, Dave Chappelle, Dion Cole, okay. Ellen DeGeneres and um, D.L. Hewley. Um, so process wise, I like to tell people this because there's like this myth that you always hear these comedians say this, they got on stage and they just blew up and everything just took off. Right. Comedy is not like that. Um, I I hate people hearing that because it it makes a lot of people feel, a lot of people want to do comedy, but they're afraid because they, you know, they might go to their first open mic and they bomb and they're like, well, you know, this famous person, they said they did so great. Look, um, 99% of people that try comedy for the first time, they they fail. So you, you want to bomb. Comedy is all about repetitions, getting on stage. The more you get on stage, the funnier you're going to get. Just like podcasting. The more you do podcasts, okay. the more you do interviews, the better and better you're going to get. Um, so for me, my process is literally... Um, my process literally is writing every day. Um, I write for about four or five hours a day. And oh, wow. Then I do some open mics at night. I do about two, three open mics at night. And um, yeah, that's I do that about f- five days a week. Okay. 
So like you you after it after it. Yeah, yeah. This is like I, I'm 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 at four almost. I'm be at five years in February, and I I went full throttle. I literally was like sleeping in my car and just trying to. Then I was like, let me just make enough money for me to live in a hostel. So it's like I, comedy is what I do. Okay. All right. So where are you living right now? Washington D.C. Okay. Okay. Home of Chappelle. Yeah. Before he uh, went to Ohio, him Martin Lawrence too. As a matter of yeah. fact, so you you got some some a lot of notable comedians that came out of DC. Wanda Sykes, Earthquake. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Wanda. Wanda's one of my favorites too. Yeah. So, in understanding that everything is now online, and that's that's been giving you an opportunity to kind of. So you're doing online open mics as well too. Yeah, I do that five nights a week. Literally tomorrow. Like Sunday is like usually my rest day. Then tomorrow I'll be doing open mics tomorrow. And see, this is all the little things that people don't see. That like tomorrow from seven to about ten o'clock, I'll be with doing open mics and working on material. Okay, yeah, but that's a part of the grind. And like, um, and and I understand not from a comedian standpoint, um, and I I commend you for that because it's literally you against the world when you're up there. But as far as music and um, hell, even podcasting, where if I'm not behind the microphone, whether I'm singing or writing or what have you, I'm I'm away from it, still coming up with things and trying to be creative and, you know, how to not make this sound like someone else's song and so forth and so on. So like it's it's a it's a grind, but I, I call it everybody wants to live through someone else's highlights right. versus actually living through what the experience is. We all want the trophy, but we don't want to show up to practice. So right. That's the problem yeah. I have, especially like with my peers, because like the pace that I'm moving, I came up really fast. But like a lot of people don't realize understand this is like I grinded like <laughs> like the stuff that like the amount of time I put into like my whole life is comedy. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. like whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out. And um I'm at the point now, like, even during this quarantine, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, got so much free time for me. I'm like, nah, like, I'm working. Like, the world is shut down, but I still got to work. Like, this, the train don't stop just because clubs are closed. I got to right. still got to get it. Okay. Now, do you combine that with a nine to five or anything, or, or is it just all comedy? All comedy. I'm, I'm a hustler. <laughs> I got you. So, what, what was that aha moment for you where you you just decided to take a leap and say, you know what? I'm betting on myself. Damn, that's in the background. As a matter of fact, I just saw that. Just- <laughs> that hey, that wasn't even a plug, but since I said it, like, hey, definitely go check out Von Michael's shop, man. They go grab one of those betting on my t- shirts. <laughs> oh man. Thank you. Um, there was two moments I'll say in my career um, that was like that. Um, the first time in my career, I'll, I'll say that, you know, was my first time that I ever got a feature in a club. So when you go to a comedy club and you swatch a show, uh-huh. um, there's a headliner that does 45 minutes and then there's a feature that does um, 25 minutes. Um, now, let me tell you one of the mistakes that I made. One of the biggest mistakes I, I made doing comedy is I quit my full-time job before I realized how much money you make doing comedy. So, Comedy Club called me up. They was like, yo, you about to feature. 
um, for the weekend. Three days um, you're going to feature. And I, as soon as I got off the phone, I quit my job. I was like, I made it, y'all. I'm featuring. Forget this job. No two weeks. I'm good. Go to the club. I do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I do, the, you know, the three shows. At the end of the weekend, right, the booker hands me a check for $50. Oh shit! Yeah, I called my <laughs> job back. I called my job back right after I got that check, and I was like, "April Fools!" I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "I need to come back." And um, but I, I quit after that, you know. And I was living with my parents, and I told them I was going to do Uber. And my dad didn't consider that a real job, and um, so um. He was like, you, you can't, you got to either have a real job or you can't stay here with us. So I decided that I was going, I was living in Virginia at the time. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just go to DC, sleep in my car, a bigger city and Uber. And I was doing that for a while, bro. Like I was Ubering and um, I did that for, for about a year and a half to sleep in my car, DC, grinding, going to shows and stuff like that. And um, I remember I had got a gig and Virginia Beach, and you know, I was at a gas station. And when I was at the gas station, I was looking beside me, it was this repo truck. The dude was like standing outside the repo truck. And I, I was like, that's kind of weird. Why is he standing outside the truck and kind of looking over at me? I ain't paid no mind. I went inside the Wawa, give me some sweet tea, and I came back out, and my car was on the back of the repo truck. And I was like, dang, like that was that was my home. My home was gone. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so um, at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, all right, what I'll do is I need to find somewhere to live. I was like, what can I afford? I was like, I can afford to live in a hostel. And which was crazy. I was like, all right, I'm going to live in a hostel. I had to go to the Apollo that Monday. And I was like, when I get back from the Apollo, I'm going to go to the hostel. So I went to the Apollo. Um, for the first time, I got second place at the Apollo. Okay. And, um, I remember I called my parents after that and they were just shocked. And I was standing up and I went and lived in the hostel. And then um, that was, I was, then I was just like, yo, I made it. You know, like my parents were believing in me at that time too. They was like, you at the Apollo. And I was like, yo, I'm just going to grind and make enough money just to live at this hostel. So, so I would yeah. say those two moments. <laughs> okay. And it's been it's been going forward from there. So featuring and realizing that a feature for three days was fifty dollars. Not a day. Fifty dollars for three days. Boy, I'd have been hot as fish grease. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. And then when your car got repoed, while you're you're trying to get your, your sea legs in Virginia at the time. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I I gotta say I'm I'm proud of you for sticking it out, man. Because most people, especially when it comes to following dreams, they see some kind of adversity, and it's a wrap. Like I don't, I just don't think that people are built tough anymore. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of people, like in my my parents' time, that were just you know we got to get it, and whatever it is that we need to do to get it is what we're going to do. Like my parents are 30 years older than me. So they were able to just establish certain things and say, hey, 
this is what we need to do. This is the plan. And once we hit this point, like you said, hitting that goal is what's next versus, okay, I'm happy because I made it here. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I'm proud of your grind, bro. Like this is, this has been uh, inspiring for me, to be honest with you, even to have an opportunity to, to speak with you because this is, this ain't normal. What you're doing right now is That's normal, the crazy bro. part, bro. That's like, because people keep telling me that. It's like, what? You, you actually stand with it? For me, I was like, I thought everybody was doing this. Like, what I was doing. Nah, was, man. I thought it was the grind. Nah, man. Because, like I said, man, people, there's there's a lack of stick to itness when it comes to the millennials. And you can even tell by that looking at their resumes. Like, right now, staying at a job for four to five years, that's in the past, man. People don't people don't do that anymore. They don't, you know, I'm gonna stick with this and I'm gonna move my way up, I'm gonna grind, I'm gonna get the knowledge that I need to go get. It's once this thing stops serving me, I'm done. Like it's a wrap. And it's one of those, what are you putting into it in order for it to start servicing you again? Mm-hmm. And like people, it's just, it ain't happening. It's not happening anymore. Even in relationships, it ain't happening no more. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. People, I'm telling you, man, people bounce. The moment the moment they get to the point where they say, hey, there's nothing else you can do for me, I'm, I'm out. Where in the days of my parents, it was one of those, even if it were for months, maybe a year or two, that I had to carry the mantle because I believe in us. I'm going to carry that mantle until we're back to where it is that we need to be. You give somebody two days of... Uh, two days or two weeks or something bad hey this ain't working for me i'm out i'm gone and it's sad it's it's sad and you probably you probably experienced it like i'm saying like it's it's bad yeah it's really bad it's a microwave generation (laughs) yeah man everybody janet what have you done for me lately that's that's all they care about but that's that's crazy. Now I will say this: um, I did peep some of the videos that you were doing. What made you start doing videos, as far as the uh, the comedy sketches? Um, well, I, I, that's what I was doing at first. Before I started okay. standing, bro, like one of my coworkers had told me to do sketch videos, and I did one, and like it got over like a thousand views, like on my first video. And you know, like I, I was in sketches, my first love. Like I used to love the Chappelle Show. And, you know, when I started this quarantine, for me, it was just kind of like, all right, man, I got to, like, I've been doing stand-up for four years now. You know, I got to start thinking about the second phase of my career, how I'm going to start making money and turn this into, you know, longevity. And, you know, because in stand-up, like, you have options, man, like, how you want to go. And you can stay on the road and just be an unknown person in clubs and stuff like that. But the money isn't that great, you know what I'm saying? Like it right. thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, and um, so I was like, all right, you know, what, what am I going to do? I love sketches. I was like, all right, let me start doing sketches now. But I always felt like, man, I need like, cause I got sketches on my YouTube where it's like big budget. I paid a cinematographer stuff like that. So I was like, I was afraid. I was like, about even putting those out, cause one thing is fear, and I, I like to tell people this, cause. People got dreams, but they're afraid to fail in front of other people and afraid to look bad. And um, so one thing I first I was like, I need to practice just creating my own videos and um, getting better at it. So these honestly, these videos that I'm putting out 
are like my open mics for stand up. Um, okay. <laughs> it's going to get me better for something that's bigger. You know, when I have my own show and stuff like that, it's just getting down the the process of learning how to write um, in a video format. So okay. I was like, oh, I was like, so for me, it was just like, man, I can I can use this as, you know, as, as practice and gain, gain an audience at the same time. Okay, I got you. See, and that that takes vision to see that. Like it, you are my friend, you are a, a visionary because you're looking past what's in front of you to see what could be. So like that's 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 huge. Is my Zoom cutting off? Oh, gear from Zoom. Oh, they removed the forty minute. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Zoom. Like I said, this is my first time. <laughs> this is my first time dealing with it. They shouldn't give old people technology, man. And I'm, I, I, and I'm, I'm. I'll be 36 Thursday, but it's one of those things where I'm not old. But happy birthday! Uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I was uh, just arguing with my therapist about me being 36, and just kind of telling him all the things that I wanted to have accomplished by this time that I don't have accomplished. And he goes, who are you in competition with? I said, me. Like, I'm <laughs> the younger me is kicking my ass right now saying, hey, dude, what happened to our dreams? And I'm like, it's tough out here, dog. <laughs> like, I'm doing everything I can. But, you know, it's I'm I'm in a, a good spot. I'm in a good spot where I'm actually learning how to be a little more selfish in my selflessness, but start to worry about about me and trying to really map out how I get these things done. So yeah, boundaries, yeah. man. Boundaries take you a long way. Boy, and nobody understands them. No, <laughs> people hate boundaries. No, no one, one understands them. Yep. So, um, are you looking more so, more towards uh, turning your comedy into Paul Mooney, or turning your comedy into Chappelle? Neither. I'm turning to Vaughn Michael. That's, okay, that's I got you. <laughs> I got you. But I, I guess you're talking about style-wise is what you mean? Right. Like, um, are you are you putting yourself where you want to do more writing for people or you actually want to be the front man out? Front man. I'm, I'm the talent. Um, betting on myself and, okay. and literally just me, like, um, the face of things and writing for myself and I'm very inspired. Like people, I know you asked me who 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 influenced me. I'm more inspired by rappers, honestly. Um, okay. Because I I like the way how they like they build bodies of work and they always dropping albums and they putting out content, putting out content, and like that's how you gain the audience is by right. content. And so for me, it's just putting myself out there and putting as much content as possible. And I want to have my own audience to last me out through my career. Okay. Okay. Who's uh who's the rapper that that's inspired you mostly now? Wale. I love okay. Wale. He's well, from, a DC um, guy. Of, yeah. of course you. Of course you like Wale. Look, man. <laughs> Nike boots. I loved it. Attention <laughs> deficit. I loved it. Once he joined uh, Maybach Music. My love for Wale started started fizzling out, man. Because I miss I Hungry he's still Wale. Part of them now, though. I don't know if he's still part of them. Okay, like I I I've, I'm a fan of the Hungry Wale. Like 
I got to get it. You know, Mr. West ain't give me his help. Well, that's how you started your album off. Wow. Like, so attention deficit. That was my, that was my, my album from start to finish, man. So I'm a, I'm a Wale fan. I just don't like when he starts doing the complaining. Like, you know, the kind of hip hop you do, bro. You know that there's a lane and there's a ceiling for that. And I commend the fact that you're not going to sell out. Welcome to the, the Kendricks, the, um, J Cole's like, that era because you can become an icon and a legend in it without having to do plastic rap is what I call it. So Yeah, he um yeah. I think he falls victim to like comparing himself to people um sometimes mm-hmm. and um he's dope man. He's dope but it also teaches me as well like watching his career is you're gonna need get new goals because it looks like he's getting bored now. Right. It's like, what's next? You know, which is scary, which is very scary because you you look at him, you be like, man, he made it, but it's like, once you get there, you it's just gotta go bigger. See, I'm a sports fan, and Shannon Sharp was saying that a lot of people make it, but it's not making it. It's actually now that you're here and you've reached that goal, you hit on it earlier. So you made it to the NFL. Now you just want to be an NFL player, or you want to be the best NFL player. Because right. if you want to be the best, then now it's time to work out when no one's looking, change your diet, change your habits, you know, lose sleep in order to gain what it is that you need to get. So, and it's it's one of those things. That's how um, Ray Lewis kind of got back into the swing of things when Shannon Sharp went and joined the, uh, the Ravens. He said he locked Ray Lewis in his basement. And I was like, you know, some black snake moan stuff, but all right, you know what? <laughs> whatever you got to do. Now we got Hall of Famer Ray Lewis, so it's it's one of those things. People have to continue to grind. Like once you find the the what, and then you hit the what, find a different why. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things. But man, I'm a, I'm incredibly proud of you, especially your journey. I know I was looking at a another pod that you were on and you let her know how you bombed your first time when you were up there and you got some yeah and you got you got some sound advice which was keep going yeah my mom my mom man but like because you know i always i I, you know because when you start something out you know so whatever you do basketball you're like i want to be like michael jordan you know football i want to be like you know maybe peyton man or whatever and when you first start out, you know, you got them dreams and if you not as good as, you know, your dream is a lot of times you'd be like, oh, I suck. Like, there's no point in me doing this. But, you know, the, the realization is you got to put the work in to get to that point um, that you want to. And if you put the work in, you, you know, you're going to be successful. It's going to all work out. I got you. Any uh, any final words that you got for the listeners? Um, yeah, man, I encourage everybody to go to therapy, um, go Me too. <laughs> and, and really, man, seek the help, especially for black people. Cause I, I feel like we never got the opportunity to grieve once slavery ended. And, um, cause as soon as slavery ended, we, we had to go look for an apartment. Like we didn't have time to like really <laughs> deal with those issues. And that right. trauma, I feel like has just like got passed on for generation to generation to generation. And um, I, I really think that as a whole, you know, really should start going to therapy and get through this stuff. And um, 
you know, seek mental health. Mental health isn't a, a, a bad thing. It's a great thing, you know, can help you overcome some stuff and uh, become a better person. Yeah. That's what's up. So where can, um, where can people find your comedy sketches? Where can they um, find your merchandise? Where can they support you? Like, where can we support you? Um, I'm on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pornhub, anything that you want to see me on, I'm on there. Uh, I'm, I'm Von Michael on everything. Um, and it's spelled V-O-N-M-Y-C-H-A-E-L. Um, my website, which is VonMichael.com. And um, if you send me a DM, you, you told me that you um, heard me on here, send me a DM and let me know and I'll send you a link to my um, quarantine comedy special for free. Okay, that's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of We Are More Than the Podcast. Von Michael, again, man, definitely appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy day. Um, he did an ab challenge, y'all. He backed the six-pack. So uh, if y'all want to, you know, slide in his DMs. Mr. Phillips is not here today because, uh, like, <laughs> my co-host, uh, Mr. Phillips, he said, Mr. Phillips, if you nasty. So, you know, Von Michael, he got the six-pack now, so y'all can go ahead and slide in this DM, even though it's getting cool outside, so it's about to be my time again <laughs> for the chubby fellas. <laughs> so, but, yeah, man, again, man, definitely appreciate you taking time to, uh, to sit and hang out with us, man. No doubt. I had a great time, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. That will definitely be talking soon. I bet you, I bet you, you know not want Look out. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Now watch out. Keep talking, I'ma give you some. Just keep running and running and running.